Hey, everyone. We just wanted to start off this episode by wishing our guest, Hope Crawl, a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Hope. Your day, I hope it's fantastic. Thank you again so much for being one of our guests on a regular basis. You and your husband are fantastic, and we really appreciate your willingness to share your story and be so honest and open with our audience. So happy birthday again, Hope. Welcome to the X's and T podcast, where we talk about X's and T with your host, Corey. And Danny. Hey guys, it's been so long. Welcome back. Sorry we left you again. You know, we talk a lot about toxic relationships and ghosting and how it's not good. <laughs> but uh, And then we ghost our, All the time, all the time. But we're here, we're back, and we are excited to just be a little bit more consistent, hopefully. I think our lives are kind of settling back in, hopefully, to really get back on a regular schedule. But we've missed you guys. We really have, I promise. We have a lot of new and exciting ideas coming, so stay tuned. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. The things that Corey and I have discussed already, we are so excited. Um, When we know more, you'll know more. Um, But seriously, it's so exciting. I'm excited. Um, But here we are. Um, We're excited because, again, we get to go back to this topic that you guys love. And when I told my story, I had no idea it was going to be as popular as it is because I didn't realize how many people actually experience the same things. I thought it was just going to be like a, oh, I get to tell my story about being in this weird cult-like environment. And Corey was going to laugh at me the whole time. It started out that way. (laughs) It did. It did. Um, But we're still still laughing because we get a lot of requests to talk about stories all the time. So thank you to everybody who's reached out to us and has told us like, hey, that you resonate with us. And we're so grateful for that. That's really what we want to do um, is be able to reach everybody. But we are back to talk about worldwide. And we have back with us the amazing Canadians themselves. We have Hope and Fisher with us. Hey, guys. Hello. How are you guys? Hey. We're good. We're good. Okay. You know what's funny is I I love hearing you guys talk because you guys might not realize you have an accent, but you do. And it's so cool. Like, Is that right, eh? (laughs) No, we don't don't hear it. Uh, And it's funny because I, I used to serve at like a pretty international restaurant in an airport. And I remember people coming up to me and being like, you have such a good Canadian accent. I was like, I don't hear what I'm, I just sound normal to me. And he's like, you sound <laughs> Dutch. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I sound Dutch. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, just a little bit. So there's a few funny terms that us Canadians have that just don't translate the States. It's <laughs> definitely hilarious. Uh, us, so. Well, I think the only real knowledge I have of Canada is, is hockey, maple syrup, snow, and yeah. That you, apparently there's like this level of niceness that we don't have here, unless you're in the Midwest. <laughs> it, it's actually pretty funny. Like today, even we were at the gas station getting some energy drinks. And when we were reversing out, there was a guy next to us and we were trying to like battle and we were like, no, you go first. And he's like, no, you go first. And we're like, no, it's okay. You, <laughs> you go first. You back like, out first. No, 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 you back out first. It was a Canadian like, standoff. It was, it was a Canadian it. standoff. Like that was a text. Usually when like, you're holding the door for somebody, it's like after you, no, 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 after you. And yeah. it's like, 
both just stand there saying, you go ahead, you know, and yeah. nobody does, nobody goes through the doorway. Like, yeah, we are pretty nice. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, they, here you're barely, you walk into a gas station and you're lucky if the cashier says hi to you. People, especially here in Arizona, it's like, I'll just ram me off the road. can get there first? Yeah, seriously. Oh, uh, there was a lot of like uh, things I've seen on TikTok of like uh, dash cam videos of people not letting other people in and then like rear, like rear ending them and oh, being like, yep. you shouldn't have went in. And it's like, like that never happens. It's like as soon as somebody turns on their signal light, it's like you're letting them in. Oh, everybody! Yeah. Like that—that's just how it goes. Like you're like, yeah, you can go into this lane, even if the no. lane's ending, and you're like, oh, you're just an asshole who just like tried to like go to the end of the lane and then swoop in last minute. You're still gonna let them in. Like <laughs> it's. I feel like, like you're, you're like, lucky if you get somebody to use their like turn signal. Signal. Oh. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, they just don't uh, use them and they just yeah. whoop, you're like oh okay yeah <laughs> right and if you're not going at least 10 miles over the speed limit they are honking at you they're like speeding past you they're like flipping you off it's a whole it's a whole, like, oh, like, yeah, whole happens, we, like, we flash our high beams we're like please move and then they wave and then you feel like a dick because they're like, oh, waving oh, you <laughs> No, no bad. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And they give you a thumbs up. They're like, sorry. They wave. You're like, oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I feel like this is so relevant to our topic, actually, today. Um, just the niceness. So we're kind of, we're back again to talk about worldwide. Here's our disclaimer. Um, We have no beef with the distribution company Amway. Um, all of this is our experiences with worldwide dream builders. All of the names of our upline have been changed because one, our old upline are watching. Corey and I know for a fact that my old upline are watching. Craig's constantly checking out Although, our stories and stuff. Haven't seen Craig in our stories in a while. But also Craig needs to come. He Maybe he just hasn't seen the fact that we have uploaded recently i think that also could be it i'll post it and he'll see it on his sock puppet account on that uh facebook group so i'm sure we'll Just be seeing Craig note, again soon we actually are thinking so we actually since the time we've talked to you we've been approached by a couple of people and superstars and stuff <laughs> so we think we're going to start plugging your podcast to, to them actually yeah you should listen to this podcast yeah. it, it'll kind of get you up to speed and see what they say yeah see if they listen to it oh they'll totally plug yes. you so they'll be like no no that negativity doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. you could tell them that we, that we discuss worldwide you don't have to say it's negative and they'll just yeah, listen yeah, they'll right. listen and then they'll be like oh my gosh what is this they'll go to their upline about it and then someone's sending a kate up about us yet yeah. again and i'm okay with that <laughs> um, so. but one of the things that we have all experienced with worldwide and anybody who's been a part of it or really any other mlms but i don't know that any are as kind of strict about it as worldwide is and that is the toxic positivity There was no such thing as having negative emotions ever, unless it was with your upline. And even they were the same way. You would never know if they were struggling Mm -hmm. because they also had to be toxic and positive. Mm -hmm. And there's so much, I think that all of us have seen to, to kind of speak to what does that really do to you as a person? Mm -hmm. Because I know when I left, it was very challenging for me to even go to somebody like Corey, who wasn't in worldwide and who was a friend who I was like, oh gosh, I'm not supposed to talk to her about my feelings. Wait, is that okay? Like, where do you draw the line? Like, where is that okay? And I think- Like we had uh, 
uh, what was it? Don't pass the negative downline. So you weren't yeah. allowed to like say anything that was affecting you, no matter what. Never. It, was. it wasn't like, oh, why are you driving a different vehicle to a board plan? It's like you couldn't say that your vehicle was under maintenance. You couldn't say anything. Like, you, like something as simple as that that could be relatable to everybody. You know that oh, I got a flat tire, so I got to take this car instead of this car. I got to borrow my mom's car. I got to you know you can't say any of that stuff. And and yeah, that messes with your head because it's tricking you into thinking your life is so great and it's yeah, like exactly it really does. And then it again, like I think I'm pretty sure that you shouldn't even talk to your parents about this stuff. Like yeah. you, they, they are understand. your mom and dad yeah. now. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Yeah, it, they don't they, understand. They, aren't the they can't give proper yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Right, because they've had a job for X amount of years and they're probably divorced or on their third marriage yeah. and they mm-hmm. can't speak to you on anything at all, which they is know the plan. so sad. And, it, and that messes with you too. And it also messes with your relationship with your parents too, unless they yeah. get around and like, I even remember my mom being like, I can't bring a coffee to a board plan. Like, what if I get tired? I work nights. Like, I can't bring a coffee. And I was like, nope, well, product, on products us. only. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, you got to be giving like, you excess, yeah. you know, and um, like the rest of our parents kind of called us out on it. You know what I mean? Like, my dad was just, yeah. very much, no, that's called like, like, if you have just one product one direction that you're kind of going in that that that's kind of culty you're right you're for wrong sure type thing, like yeah. yeah you're right or you're wrong yeah exactly and that's one of the things that I didn't recognize at first because they were so good with manipulation mm-hmm. I just I remember when I first got around we were still kind of able to bring products into the board plans but eventually they were like, hey, you know, this is not a movie. You're not here to be entertained. You can't, you know, don't leave your snacks, snacks in the car. Yeah. 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 But like at the same time, you're sitting down for four hours and like yes. the board plan started at eight o'clock. What time are you eating dinner? You're eating dinner at five or six. Or on the way or, or yeah. Like, and it's like by the end of the board plan, you're hungry. And you're super hungry and you're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to say, hey, I have a gas bubble like sitting in my stomach because I've been sitting down for three hours. Like, right, right. You're just like, I don't know how to describe it, but every time I would go to a board plan, I was severely uncomfortable. And I look back yeah. on those instances now and I'm like, oh, it wasn't because I was hungry. Was I dehydrated? Was I this? And it's like, I think it kind of was my subconscious being like get out of here you know like yeah it's a weird feeling and I don't know how to describe it because we called it board like yeah (laughs) so specific but it's true and I can definitely attest I felt the same way a lot of the time maybe not exactly the same but the amount of times that I felt sick to my stomach and I have like a teeny tiny little bladder. Like I would have to go to a board plane dehydrated because then I would either be sitting there like, Oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom um, and try not to show everybody that I have to go to the bathroom really bad or be comfortable. But I haven't drank any water in hours because I know my body. And then, and then the, excess always just made me nauseous like oh, I'd have oh, it the excess was so bad 
it bloats you and it like it it makes you oh and I hated that feeling even when I was like super pregnant and I was like okay now I have an excuse to go to the bathroom and nobody's gonna be like oh she's yeah, going to yeah, bed she's getting up in the middle of this three hour thing like I was like of course she's gonna get up she's pregnant and it's like that was the only time in like needed. the five yeah. years yeah, yeah. Exactly. like I was like, like in five years I was in worldwide it was the only time people didn't side eye you as you yeah. through the shoulder right shoulder. And, and, and then like, of course behind the wall like being like when can i oh, sit I, back I can't down? Go sit down yet because yeah. he's talking yeah. yes like, oh my gosh yeah and then you had to pretend like it was okay yeah. you could not let on at all that you were the least bit uncomfortable or maybe your feet hurt because those heels are atrocious or just anything that could have happened to you in your day and when you go and everybody who has been around worldwide would know that when you go to board plans, you talk to your cross line, right? And there's that cardinal rule, no cross lining or passing negative downline or cross line. You can't express to, you know, Joe and tell him, hey, he says, hey, how's your day? You can't be like, it's all right. You literally have to be like, no, this is, I'm feeling fantastic. And you just have to be as upbeat as possible. And I think that really adds to the cult-like culture too. You know, what's really funny too. I think about, um, I remember Nolan talking in his board plan and saying, when you're at work, why do you tell people that you're okay when you're not? He's like, why do you do that? And I was like, oh, that's a really good point. And our um, upline at the time, his name is James. I remember saying hello to him. How are you doing? And he said, I'm okay. I've been better. And I was like, good on you for saying like, you're, Mm -hmm. you're not totally fine because Nolan brought up in the board plan that it was okay to say you're not okay. And then as time passed, it was like, you are absolutely not allowed to say you're not doing okay. In wow. like, So it was like totally double speak. Like yeah. it, it was not the truth. It was like save it for your rally type thing. Yeah. It's like, you're good. You're great yes. right? until your rally comes out. And then you talk about all the struggles you had. Yeah. It's like, and the ones you remember are worth talking about. But if you don't have it as ammunition for your rally, then it's not important enough to be burdening with your downline with. You only punch upwards, you know? It's like, so there was always this, it was like you were a paradox when you would talk to your your cross line. It's like, you could be having the worst day or you could have the best day and you know how you're going to have the conversation. It was already figured out for you. Even when I was pregnant, I did not enjoy being pregnant. Like it was a horrible time for me. I was sick. I was pain. I had sciatica, like all of it. I was just not prepared for. And, but my direct upline, Jane, she uh, was doing IVF. So she was having trouble conceiving. So even talking to my upline and being like, I am not enjoying being pregnant right now. I am in severe pain. But oh my she gosh! Conceive, and it was like a hard thing for me to even. I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Basically. Oh my gosh! Like, I I really am uncomfortable. I don't want to go to board plans. I'm throwing up. I feel bloated. I can't sit down because my ass hurts all the time. And yeah, she, yeah, it was it was just it was a very uncomfortable time for me. Like it, it I couldn't. I couldn't talk to anybody. And that's sad too, because you should be allowed to go to somebody who maybe doesn't necessarily 
have the same experience and they are struggling. Like you said, she was struggling to get pregnant, but it's still her job as an upline or even as a good friend to be mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. sensitive to the conversation. That is not how true friends function. Oh, yeah, exactly. Man. And that, and it goes back to what they they say their roots are, is that yeah. it's a safe space where anyone can be themselves and it's in the pursuit of building a better, more authentic version of yourself. But you can't talk about the bad day you had. You can't complain about anything you can't it's like it's you're working on bettering yourself but you can't talk about the things that you're working on it's like we're we're robots yeah it's like they they didn't have their facts sorted out right and the funniest thing to me was i i was drawn in by the whole toxic workplace and i don't want to have a job and i don't want to you know listen to my boss tell me all these things and then i can't even get up to go to the bathroom like right yeah they actually say that you have to ask yeah. like a child to go to the bathroom at work yeah, they the use these examples yeah. yeah take yeah take the labels off your bottles you can't drink this here you can't do this you can only dress like this you, you can't can only be late. do that yeah can't don't be early you yeah can't. you can't be too early yeah like our time is valuable everything like all these things that we learn about a toxic workplace and they're translating this into board plans and it's like what are we supposed to believe here like is this is this how the world works because we're human we're human right. beings we, we have to use the washroom we're hungry we're bloated we feel these certain ways and and they're just it's so frustrating it's hard too and i think Corey, wasn't one of our recent episodes talking about toxic relationships and what to look out for yeah i think it would be in our red flags episode we really kind of hit that and talked about what to avoid in both like intimate relationships and just like friendships relationship wise yeah well but what does this all sound like it's all toxic is what it is yeah, you can see it. It is. It, and it's sad yeah. too, because you're also talking too. I, I'm going to kind of go back really quick. Um, Fisher, you were saying that you have to save your story for a rally. For anybody uh-huh. who's not familiar, I don't know that we've gone over this yet, but your rally is your story. So if you're in quote the process and then you gain a, what do you, what do they call it? An offer into partnership, right? You have uh-huh. to follow, what do they call it? Core change or remain employed core based basically had like at X amount of steps. I don't freaking remember, but you had (laughs) to do certain things per day, right? You had to do specific things throughout the day. And one of those things was listen to an audio. And I know before we have touched on that thousand tape stare or that you're just regurgitating the crap that you're hearing on those audios that audio is the rally they record that rally so that way you're there to motivate people and Mm -hmm. that's where you get to talk about like the nitty-gritty of your life and i still think those people really like i don't want to they like a sugarcoat still some of the things that they went through but you don't get to talk about who you are as a person until you have been brainwashed enough to reach a certain to pen prove. level. I think it's platinum, yeah, exactly. right? Or Ruby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know which one it was. When was the rally? Was it when you went Emerald? You got a rally? You got an Emerald. You got a rally at Emerald. Oh, rally, yeah. yeah. Emerald, yeah. But they, yeah, they, they would still like record some platinums. Yeah, you were a platinum. but you can't speak on any worldwide yeah. stage until platinum or yeah. or when your upline believed in you enough, they would edify you when you got to say your mm-hmm. uh, micro story in front of everybody. That yeah. was pretty much it. But it really comes down to they have, they have to trust what you're going to say and they have to know that yes. you are brainwashed just enough 
to not be like yeah. saying something that they would consider off the exactly. rails. It actually has nothing to do with your story. It has everything to do with the way you tell your story, yeah. which is a, a slight difference, but it means everything. I wonder if we could find rallies on YouTube. I want to show Corey one later. <laughs> so she can I, hear we this still have still content. Content. Yeah, we, we have content. We can send you some yeah. of the stuff we've really? seen, audio recordings and stuff like that. I don't still have all this stuff because you know what? Honestly, at the time, I thought I was recording gold. So like I recorded every board plan that no one did. Yeah, like, every function. I, I'd have hours of audio. I deleted all of that stuff. I'll never forget my first dream night. I had this lady sitting next to me. She ended up, she's an emerald now or when we left, I guess. And she was talking about her morning of retirement. And then the non-recording sign came on like the screens. And I was like, why do we not record? Like, like you're an emerald. Yeah, like, why circles. do we not record? record and she's like, time. because if this yeah. gets out, they'll shut us down. And she's like, nice. and what, what would we do without this system? And I was like, oh, I'm better for right. the lives. Yeah, horrifying if you think about it for more than five seconds. But yeah, when you're in but, it, you don't think time, about it. Yeah, like, oh. I'm 19 years you're like, old. I'm you're right. We this. can't get rid of this. We can't lose this. This yeah. is amazing. It's like, this is going to help so yeah. many people. Right. Oh, that is wild. And I, I really wish that I could see a little bit more of that behind the scenes stuff that you don't start to see until you're uh, a larger pin. Like too. you had said in the last step, Episode, Fisher, you had said you they that they have to be re either really ignorant or just accepting of everything that's going on because yeah, they're like collecting handfuls blind. of cash, yeah. right? Yeah, and I I feel like people do get to that point because of that toxic positivity. I feel like you are so brainwashed to a point where you don't even believe yourself. Like I mm -hmm. feel like or you everybody wouldn't dare has believe that, right? Yourself. Yeah, it's like what Absolutely. would happen if you started to doubt yourself? Where would you go? It's like every, all of this work would be for nothing if you started to see the truth or, or what yeah. you thought was a lie or whatever. It's like, you have yeah. to believe, otherwise you'll go insane and you have to realize the weight of the scam you're a part of. So people that choose happened, to believe. That happened to us once we got out, we started to, at least Fisher did, I didn't really get into this, but he started getting into the mindset of like ideology and like what ideology actually does to your brain. Oh, I started reading about communist Russia and, yeah. you know, orthodox religion and, and like I went down quite the rabbit hole after getting pulled out of that because I started to right. see commonalities of like um, Manson and mm -hmm. Waco and you know all, all like yeah well, Osho yeah. and all them it's like yeah I, I yeah realized to connect the dots between all of that stuff and I I couldn't help but read all about it because yeah. it I, right. I I could not believe how badly I was tricked yeah and if people like, come over I tell them about it and I say we were fooled it's like you yeah. have no idea how badly people can trick you in the world. Yeah. And you would think having seen those, those documentaries about all of those, right. You think that, and as I had, I think I was even in worldwide when that documentary wild, wild country came out. Cause mm -hmm. I'm from Oregon where that whole thing went oh, down in that oh, small town. Yeah. 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 yeah My mom was actually telling me, cause I would ask her about it and I would say, mom, do you remember? She's like, yeah, we didn't talk to anybody who wore the color red. They were part of that. that yeah, weird see, cult. That's so yeah. weird that that could happen to somebody and it's no different. Yeah. They, they say things like, I remember seeing a uh, quick interview about a cult like specialist or a cult expert. And he said, oh, you look at how they act and you go, I'd never fall for that. But he said, there's a 100% chance that if you were to encounter somebody that could do that to you, you would in fact fall for it because you're only human. Yeah. And they, they pose it in such a way that you just can't disagree with it. It's such an enticing idea. The world is so negative and we can have this naivety around like how the world is. And when you have this little bubble, 
like worldwide that says positive and they're all helping each other out yeah and we're and we're like no negativity you can leave your bag on the seat because no one will steal it you if you go to work you gotta lock yourself your stuff in a locker and all of these things that make worldwide seem so heavenly in comparison to the rest of the world yeah of course it's gonna draw you in because you want that everybody wants hope everybody wants happiness yeah, they like, pray on yeah. the universal. Yeah, yeah, it's sad, but you're so you're so right. And I know that when I first entered into worldwide, it really was my safe space. It was where I felt like it was everyone. I had yeah. people right. Even you're getting uplifted, especially when you came from those toxic environments. Which again, they prey on people who are going through it. Those are the people that and get hooked. Yeah, because you're like, oh my gosh, finally this ray of sunshine that I have been dying to have in my life. Mm-hmm. But you don't start to see that dark side of the toxic positivity until you are so deep into it and then something happens and it's always that like big kind of event that happens in your life and you're like oh shit I gotta get the hell away from this yeah yeah this caused that yeah yeah I mean even a like a couple like major things happened in Fisher and my relationship and I remember like they could they said that we could talk about like little petty things that we would fight about and it was like then you become relatable you know so it's like when you're trying to find another couple to um, be prospecting it was a balance balance. so it was like you could go and be like oh yeah my husband does that too ha 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 but it was like you couldn't be like oh yeah I really hate it when my husband does this like you you there there was like this fine line that you had to walk to be able to be relatable and recruit people yeah core core values yeah 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 oh i i I remember one of the things that they told me to use was the fact that i had survived domestic violence as a way to both poach people and be relatable to people especially women because that was one of that has always been one of my goals is ever since i left that relationship i've always just wanted to make an impact with domestic violence because i i went through it i just like i gotta use this somehow and they really used that where they're like this single mom she's like they would use my story to relate to other people and they would i mean they would tell us to do the same thing like use my story to relate to people just like i know somebody and i think that was a huge reason behind us starting this podcast because Corey and i had a story that we wanted to share that she had never told anybody that I hadn't gone into much detail with that we wanted to make a difference. And I feel like this uh, creates more of a difference than what I was doing in worldwide. Because at the end of the day, what am I having these women who are struggling going through? I'm telling them to spend $600 a month if they're a single and then go out, spend their all their time away from their kids if they had kids to talk to other people and get them to do the same thing that's yeah. literally yeah. all we were doing it yeah exactly it's like, it's it's such a noble idea like you know yeah. use your use the negative in, in experiences you had to help build others it's like it's such the premise is so noble but then if you were to convert that to their business plan which is recruit more people use it as an influence to get people to join and it's like they take such a noble cause and they pervert it in a way mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's because it is it really well that really is a good idea to try to caution people and to educate people and to do all this but they use that idea and turn it into we need to launch more people we need to get people following the system we need to yeah it's like yeah on all under this same guise that's we're helping people 
but it's such a they're sneaking the the referrals they're sneaking in the the pv they're sneaking all that stuff in under the yeah. ruse of we're genuinely helping people but in in reality yeah. you end up costing all these people you're trying to save hundreds of dollars yeah oh absolutely it's and it's almost like a savior complex too it I is that's the, exactly what it is and it sucks to have that mindset too where you're like looking at everybody like they need to be fixed like it doesn't matter who they are they want you to look at them like they can be fixed and i remember hearing yeah. this the last couple that i had through the process right and I, and I heard her say this and that's when i was totally turned off it's like a switch flipped in my head i was like i literally hated this that you said that straw and that broke the camel's back type thing it was yeah and it was her saying i just really like to look at people and fix them and i was like what on earth do you think that you offer to people to fix oh, them with, exactly. like, without asking and i thought about that after that and I was like oh shit I'm doing the same thing but I was so irritated at her for saying that because I was like how dare you that's I know. so rude like right, but, but I was concern doing the same was genuine. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's like, true but I, what are you talking about I'm helping trying to help you it's like no 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 you're yeah. trying to fix me whatever that means like they're different yeah. things you can't confuse that they're different things so it's like you're not broken but there's just little tweaks that we gotta make to make you perfect oh that's and so I, cringe and I will never forget that line because I was like not that I thought I was perfect <laughs> but it it was definitely like, oh, that that hurts to hear. Like, I don't know what these parts of me you want to fix are. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm out of it and I've been out of it for almost three years, I'm like, oh, you're just trying to tweak me into being a worldwide bot. That's what you were yeah. trying to do. An AM bot. Yeah. yeah. Like you're perfect. But you're not alive. operating the way we want you to. Yet. Exactly. So we're going to guide you. And it's a constant too. Actually, Fisher, you had said this, and that's what kind of sparked this whole conversation for us wanting to say this, was that they will compliment you while also criticizing you and like bringing you up, but putting you down. Could you elaborate on that? I thought that was such a good point. Oh, I can go into this uh, on my end um, was the fact that I am the extrovert of our relationship. So that's technically frowned upon is the woman being the extrovert and the, the yeah. more person, you know? And I remember them telling me to be a submissive wife, to be a quiet woman, to let God, you know, come into me and tell me like how I'm supposed to do things, which is absolutely the opposite of way, the way I think. <laughs> so right. um, when they they started telling me, this is how my personality has to be, and I tried implementing that into my life where I was like, okay, I got to be quiet. I got to be submissive. I got to clean up after my husband. I got to start doing this. I got to start doing this. I lost my identity like almost completely. But at the same time, they were complimenting my loss in identity and then criticizing who I actually was. Yeah. It was a very weird feeling because internally I was like, I'm lost. I don't know who I am because I'm trying to be this thing that I'm not. And but you're complimenting me now. It, it was, it, it threw me right off, but I feel like you have an idea. Yeah. I remember to the, one of the points that hope was just describing, I had a similar experience is that I I'm naturally more reserved. Like I'll, I'll talk after the fact and say, Hey, something, you know, something you did upset me now that I've, the emotions are down. I'd like to talk about this thing. And uh, they said, that's a great attribute to have. But if you're running late for something, let's say an appointment or whatever, and, and, uh, hope is is not listening to you or she doesn't prioritize what you prioritize feel free to leave her at home and if she's not on time you can go to this meeting and leave her and that will teach her that your priorities are not to be uh, messed with and and i was like that is so different from when from how i would handle things and, and and i remember saying things like you want me to like ditch her at home 
because of a meeting and he's like yeah like oh she needs word. to know that she needs to know that things are you know you're the man of the house and um if you have an itinerary or a schedule to go uh, make a difference in the world and to build your family that she needs to respect that and if she doesn't respect that you need to be able to show her that you mean business and you're doing willing to do whatever it takes for the good of the entire family and and i remember thinking that was so not only wrong to how i would handle things but i couldn't understand yeah. the logic behind how what good that would even do at all mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't know why ditching my then girlfriend at the time for the sake of Bill going to a meeting that they probably would no show anyway would do anything but harm our relationship in the long run. But Literally. it was one of those examples where they said, you're doing great, but this would be better. And it was such a wrong, it was not better at all. It, w- it yeah. would have made things so much worse. I ultimately didn't do that and I said hey I don't think that was respectful I think that was a bad idea but yeah yeah, that just goes to show it's like their advice based on what how I act it was just all wrong like I don't know what it was based off of they said it was part of the plan but I don't know where they heard that from like it it just didn't make any sense it wasn't legitimate like it it was a very like just a worldwide thing yeah like Like a political answer worldwide politics and stuff it's like this is what you're supposed to say had mm -hmm. nothing to do with my current situation like they said they're part of or or that they value it was all it was all so sad and that sucks so Corey, i'm curious as an outsider who has not been a part of this organization what is your feeling on hearing this stuff i'm sure that you could tell by my facial expressions wow yeah like what good would that do as well because i'm honestly I'm just such disbelief that someone would actually tell you to do that. That's yeah. just in wow. the 2010s too. Like I was like, well, like, why? And it's like, well, you're the man of the house. It's like I don't this understand. This is Kyle's like, dream mentorship. <laughs> yeah, it's like but the the unfortunate thing is that the more like this is this is gonna be a hard thing to kind of touch on without making Fisher seem like a dick, but he's not. Um, is that it works? That's the thing. Like the more like you were listening to your husband the more like these teachings kind of do your husband kind of does like it but not in the right way like even Fisher was like I don't think you're liking the way you're acting like he's like I don't think you're you're enjoying the way you're acting if you both agree to remove all the power from one person and put all the power on the other person and that's both something you guys agree on yeah but he's like it might work but it's only one person's gonna be happy and it's not it's not the right right. way to do things it it was like I like that you're listening to me and I like that that we're following what worldwide is saying like he he could tell that I was like like, I get this free pass to get my way a hundred percent of the time regardless if I'm right or wrong it's yeah. just because I'm the man of the house that's how it goes yeah like, like that doesn't make right. any sense to, to explain I could tell it's he hard to comfortable but also... they were all telling me I was right and yeah. that my way is the best way and you know she should listen and trust that's the thing is she should trust my judgment because I'm the man of the house and it's like sure it felt good right. to get that someone was telling me that whatever I say goes and I get away with whatever I want it's no, like, sure. of course that's yeah. enticing but mm-hmm. it didn't feel like I felt like ethically bankrupt or morally bankrupt it's like I don't yeah. I didn't earn any of this someone's telling me that I'm getting away with getting what I want it's like I'm I get an excuse to be a spoiled brat it's like it feels right. good and when you're so right far into it for people yeah. who aren't a part of worldwide or haven't been I think it's hard for them to understand because I don't think at all that it makes him sound bad because I know 
what it's like for men in that organization. If they don't step up to the plate, they're viewed as weak. And they yeah. the upline will say that too. Like Very, yeah, yeah, they will. With my yeah. with my significant other Luke at the time when we were together, my upline would speak about him because he is very introverted. He was very opposite. I could not even imagine bringing my significant other now around worldwide. He's very reserved, very similar to like what you said, Fisher, where you'll say things after the fact, very quiet. That is my significant other. Like he is not what worldwide would say is a man. But if you don't act like that, men are heavily criticized. And it's this whole mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. And when you're brainwashed like that and you want the approval, I could totally see how it's just, it makes sense and for you to go along to get with what, what they want. say. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like everything lines up for the man to just, it's a perfect situation. Your wife listens to every word to a T. You say jump, she says how high. And that, it's like, that, yeah. And the religious aspect of worldwide is it's, it's a very much like the wife is quiet and submissive. Like they had one audio called Sarah. And I remember it was one of my favorite audios to listen to. And it was about Sarah and Abraham in the Bible. And it was basically talking about how Sarah just let Abraham go and like do things. Like it's, it's not um, as like misogynistic as I'm making it to sound, but like, it still is a very beautiful audio. But at the same time, I remember this person, I don't know if I have an altar for her. uh, She passed away. One of the uh, diamonds she did this audio and the way she was speaking about Sarah was very like she's my inspiration she's the submissive Hmm. wife like she is the person and my husband is Abraham who is the guy that's going to go and get what I need him to get and the the influence that that had like it was very much like oh I need to be listening to my husband I need to be trusting his judgment even though you know we've been together since we were 17 like we were teenagers when we got together we know the world together and that's all we know is the world together so it's like why aren't we figuring this out together you know why is no such thing as togetherness you know Mm -hmm. like it makes no sense they really did do that i remember with the with the toxic positivity but relevant to what you're saying is my upline and jess was very awesome she came and she spoke to us about our story but it's a very good example of what what it did to her marriage and i can't Mm -hmm. speak to my upline jenny and craig but they argued a lot I like saw them argue and it was very much like Craig putting Jenny in her place, right? And she before Worldwide was a very outspoken, very dominant Mm -hmm. person, but Worldwide very much pushed that side of her away for her to become this submissive poised woman which i don't think that's who she is deep down it's so messed up and it pisses me off to think about the fact that i i think goodness i mean me and that significant other honestly i should never have been with him he was not somebody i should have ever been in a relationship with he didn't want kids. I had a child. He was not in the same place in life as I was. And I think I was very toxic to him. I cannot, if he ever hears this, apologize enough to that poor guy. But worldwide is the reason why I looked at him as weak because he did not fit what they, the positive side, mm-hmm. the everything, which exactly. And then I, it really has taken time. And I think we spoke about this in a different episode where looking at things that worldwide taught you as like negative and you're trying to change that like video games. It was still in my head, even 
like three years later, I'm out of it now for even longer. But um, so three years ago, when my partner and I got together, I still had some of those those same ideology mm-hmm. parts of me that I needed to expel. Like they had to go away no matter what. Yeah. But it was a growing point to see him as he's not what worldwide would consider as a traditional man, but he mm-hmm. is in his own way, a very respectable, good person. Right. So, and it's yeah. hard to grow out of that. Yeah, there was, I think, uh on the topic of uh that there there was one it wasn't really an argument between us but i think it was a pretty good discussion uh we were sitting in the mall and we were eating food and i remember i was like i can't not talk about this anymore like i was like i am been keeping my mouth shut for a long time and i remember saying to fisher i was like why can't i be the lead of the household and yeah i don't really remember what you said i didn't remember what to say i was like well it's just you just like, can't. It's not the way things work. It's like, and I, but he was, he was very like, I, I have control of, yeah, but it was like, I have control of the money. I have control of this. And this is like, we need a point of a head and it has to be yeah. one of us. Yeah. They, two heads makes a monster. Two he- I was just going to say yeah. two heads makes a monster is what yeah. they would always say. So there has to That's be one good Someone has to have know. the final say and worldwide's motto is that the husband always gets the final so, say. It which is come down to so can, interesting because so of that weird. single. Yeah, the woman whose husband was uh, a construction worker. Yes, her, because she was the leader of her household very clearly. I mean, her husband would come on stage, but he was a very like, he was almost like the meek wife, which no judgment to him. He was not a part of it. And it's always interesting. Like, why are you not allowed to be the lead? Because you guys are building it together. But when she was building it as a single, why was she allowed to be the head, the leader, the the lead diamond? She was on the board of the diamond. Well, it's simply, and it was simple explanation for this. She was cutting edge she's breaking ground this is why worldwide is so forward facing and so so you know it's like ah, you that's can a very see good this. point oh it's, it, it, whatever it they no want sense. it to be it could be positive if they want it to be it's it, like it, it was completely patriarchal and, and like like a patriarchal article. i don't know patriarchal uh, that's word okay like i remember like having this discussion with fisher and he's like i i the husband's the lead of the household i was like that's fine i'm okay if there's a lead of the household why not me I mean, and yeah. the only why not? thing that it kept coming back to was your woman and that was the only thing it kept coming back yeah it's just misogyny within that group because because you as a woman your role according to worldwide was to sit back take care of the calendar you ran the show but your husband not you guys in particular i don't want to say that i'm speaking about you guys right but that is their envisionment that your husband is the face of your Mm -hmm. family whereas like i would see taylor the club owner as a reminder um that his wife would she runs everything for that family she Mm -hmm. runs it all she plans everything she makes sure that her kids schedule is like taken care of like she takes care of it all but it's her husband taylor who's the one who speaks up board plans it's her husband who has the diamond ring it is her husband who's the face because they always say the man's name first and then the woman. Yep. Taylor and blank, blank, their, you know, yeah. their last it name was or what have like you. Nolan and his wife. That's how yes. we had to introduce them. Nolan and his wife. Yeah. She didn't even get a name. Like, th- this was the weirdest 
thing to me. Like I remember saying to Fisher, I was like, I think you should retire before me because at the time he was working a minimum wage job and I was making a bit more cash. So I was like, it makes more sense that Fisher would retire first and then me. And I remember them looking at me like I had three hours. That was a big debate actually. Yeah. Even though she was the breadwinner at the time, they were like, but she's the woman. Like, how does that work? I don't understand. Who's going to raise the children? This is a big deal. It's like, she's the breadwinner but who is going to go home and if she's retired how, like we got to figure this out it seems that's pretty crazy. simple so because you know what's interesting is that's so hypocritical because there was they were cross-lined for me so it was the guy who was above taylor and again it's hard to explain so i don't have a pseudonym for him and his wife but they were other emeralds and they had a downline who i think they went ruby at that time and the husband he did retire first and it all happened at a function. I think it was family reunion where he got to smash his alarm clock on stage. Wow! And that's so hypocritical because they would allow, it's like a case by case scenario. This couple can do it, but you guys can't, but yet they say we have to be duplicatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of it made sense. It, yeah. Like, like, it was all c- circumstantial stuff in the moment, whatever, whatever convenient explanation they had that fit the principles in the moment, regardless of it, you know, made sense down the road or with other situations. Mm-hmm. But if we want to uh, kind of get into like this toxic positivity and, and not only in a worldwide, but like how this affected our personal lives, there's yes. a, something I was talking to one of my best friends, Steve, recently. I was, I sent him that screenshot of our upline, John, who like said all this weird stuff about um, Andrew Tate or whatever. And I sent him the screenshot and he was like, oh, that's not great <laughs> and I I said to him I was like I was like I I explained all the stuff that John used to teach us and he's like well like you're you're older you're smarter you're wiser and and he's like I'm really glad you got out when you did you know and, yeah. and even that conversation that I had with him felt really weird because I was right, like right. I shouldn't be having this conversation with my friend Steve who never was in worldwide and doesn't really know the whole picture but it was like no this is my best friend like I I want to have this conversation with him yeah he knows <laughs> his vulnerabilities and, and you know and in the best part is I have three really good friends that I've stayed in contact with we've been friends since 2012 when we were all 16 and we've all like stayed really good friends and they stuck with me through this whole time yeah it was like surprisingly (laughs) um because obviously I tried to take them all through the process and Stephen called me out all the time and was just like you know this is bullshit and I was like no I don't no 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 you don't don't." and like he's he's in law school now and he's gonna like be a lawyer and stuff and he was like buddy I have your back but like come on like like yeah this. and now I'm talking to him and being like I'm out and I've sent him your guys's podcast and stuff he loves it and he's like look at you you're growing you're growing <laughs> <laughs> but even talking I mean, to him to this day and I've been friends with this guy since 2010 like yeah and talking yeah. to him about my problems and my issues I feel so wrong I shouldn't be it talking does to my feel wrong Steve. it is it's so strange <sighs> and what's interesting is I we're actually discussing this in my therapy group I go to a three-hour therapy group 
every week for trauma survivors. And um, one of the things that they're discussing right now is boundaries. And you're mm -hmm. allowed to say as much or as little as you want to the people that you decide are safe. And that was yeah. such an interesting concept to me to think there are people I don't have to say things to. There are people that I can decide. You decide. I don't have to yeah. tell you. Yeah, but yeah. I get to decide whether I choose that person to be safe. I would not go back to Jenny and Craig for shit. They are not mm -hmm. safe people. I will call my other friends from back home. I will call my father. I call my father first and foremost. And that is something that they also had always said, don't do that. Don't ever talk to your father because he doesn't know. But I'm telling you what, I talk to my dad every Tuesday and Thursday when we're on our way to therapy, because that's the time that he's in the car and I'm in the car and we both have the same amount of drive and he doesn't yeah. live here. But I am way closer to my dad and all of my friends now than when I was in worldwide because they would call them my beer drinking friends, which is so crazy because I never drank with, well, one of them I did, but you know, that's the yeah, whole doesn't thing. Even matter. Yeah. They're bad and for you. Okay, this is another thing. Sorry, I'm just going to like totally dive into the parents part of this because I took my mom through the process and there was... When my mom was through the process, because me and my mom were obviously friends, yeah, my upline yeah. had to take over Carol. So my upline Carol took over the process. And while my mom was at like her second or third board plan, she didn't show up. And I remember going to Carol and being like, hey, is my mom okay? Like, I was like, what's going <laughs> on? Like, I was like, what's going on with my mom? And she's like, oh, she's just got some personal stuff going on. I was like, what? Is she, can I text her and make sure like, she's all right? No, like, you can't. Yeah, like, Seriously? So your mom like, would have been a cross line from you? Technically, well, my mom would have been down line, but because we were related, it would have gone like past me. Straight and we were so really? Really? It's yeah. like, they were still, yeah, it was very, it was very weird. Was I think so that was weird. a, that, that was a personal, like, to our, the way our downline handled things. I don't know if it was necessarily part of the overall way worldwide we yeah. recommend things, but that's yeah. definitely how they handle I think, things. Like, I was thinking at of the time, I was, my mom, my mom was very clear in the accountability part of this. So for her to not show up caused me to worry as her child. Oh, sure. I was like, what is going on? Is my mom okay? So I text my mom, regardless of what Carol said, I was like, screw it, I'm texting her, making sure she's all yeah. right. That's your mother. And my mom ended up, she accidentally fell over and she smashed her nose and then ended up getting a black eye under her mm. eye because of the way that she hit her nose. And I was like, and then she sent me a picture and I was like, oh, that's not great. Of course you didn't go to a board plan, but why right. is Carol trying to hide this from me? Mm -hmm. Like my mom was injured. Like that's it was a, a really very, serious thing. Exactly. And it, it was your own mom. It's like, and yeah. you could just see based off bureaucracy that it was ruining the relationship with her own mom yeah, and not to mention that crazy. was and another yeah. aside to what you said how you picked the people you were comfortable with yeah. they told yeah. you when you got hired or hired when you were uh launched that these people are a safe space you know, out of yep. everybody in the world, these are the ones you're supposed to talk to. I, I will like, never wow. forget the whole leaving your purse on the seat. That was the one thing. They were like, leave your purse on the seat. Nobody's going to steal your stuff. They told yeah. us that all the time. And I remember being like at major functions, like stadium size, being able to leave my bag on the seat and not worrying that anybody's going to oh, take yeah. anything from me. And it's like, that gets you. Like, it gets you good because those are safe people. 
obviously saves yeah. people. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's that's what's so fucked about it yeah. is like yeah. they're telling you what's interesting though. So it sounds like things were done very differently down or up, up in Canada um, because um, Dawn, Dawn seems like a really like strict kind of person. Whereas for my upline, my upline, they were my Eagles. They're the ones who, because people quit, would become the direct sponsors of mm. Jenny and Craig. It was yeah. John and Barbara. John and Barbara were directly sponsored by their son and they would go to their son. I always found it so strange, but they would go to their son for everything, for advice, and they would just trust him. And I think that there's things you can learn from your, your kids. Don't get me wrong. I learned from my mm -hmm. kids every freaking day. A lot of that's yeah. patience, but they eventually, of course, course got to go beyond um and went above to their upline who's the guy from syria and his wife who is the i think she owned a coffee shop and was like a realtor or something and then you know they they started being able to go to them but even they were really young and again i don't think that young necessarily means you don't have wisdom mm -hmm. but i think that there's something to be said about young people who enter these roles of leadership and then just kind of think that they have that wisdom yes. and actually i'm going to reference a podcast i don't know if you guys know this podcast or not but it's the h3 podcast you guys know ethan and ela klein no okay you guys should listen to them i feel like your your mindset would be very similar to theirs he's very um he's like a feminist he's like constantly talking about how like in um like uplifting his wife and he interviewed this guy who who is an Andrew Tate fan, right? And his name is Sebastian something. But basically, he's talking to him, right? And and he talks about the the toxic masculinity because this guy is defending it, right? This guy is talking about all of that stuff and how he's so young, but uh -huh. yet he could teach. So Ethan is, I think, like in his like late 30s, 37, 38, whatever. And this kid's 24. And he's like, I can't learn a single thing from you, but you will learn everything from me. Or he's 24. Arrogance. That's exactly. I'll have to link you guys the podcast episode. You'll find it hilarious because wow. I was angry. I was like, this is bullshit, but whatever. But that's what it reminds me of is this. These kids are coming into this leadership position and they because you pop up in that role, you automatically think, oh, my upline's older than me, but I still get to tell them what to do. Yeah, Despite yeah. the fact yeah. that John Maxwell specifically says in his books that just because you enter a leadership position does not make you a leader. Yeah, 100%. But then at the same time, you chew up the meat and spit out the bones. So that could have been just a non, like an irrelevant point by John Maxwell. It's like, <laughs> yeah. they, they cherry whatever they want. They pose it in a way that they take what they want as relevant and discard the rest. And that's what you believe. It's like, so no matter yeah. what John Maxwell says, if it doesn't jive with what they say, it's a relevant leadership practice. Yeah. So it, it doesn't Absolutely. matter if it's good or bad. It's just yeah. whatever they want, whatever yeah. they deem is good is good. Exactly. And it all really does come back down to that stupid toxic positivity because that is the essence of worldwide mm -hmm. is that you literally have to be perfect 24 seven and you're supposed to emulate your upline. You're supposed to edify your upline. Your upline is perfect. And I can't imagine that everybody thought that about their upline because the amount of times I wanted to be like, well, actually the guy from Syria is kind of an asshole. He talked mm -hmm. about really uncomfortable stuff in his um, yeah. board plans, which I think we talked about was the, the sexual things that yeah, they brought yeah. up all the time. And maybe yeah. that's for some people, but that sure as hell wasn't for me. I remember just feeling yeah. icky in my skin. He was a pompous douchebag. And I'm pretty sure somebody actually called him pompous because he started adding it to his fucking board plan but oh, <laughs> really? like yeah he did he's like somebody called me pumps i don't even know what that means he always like joked about the fact that his, oh he said a teacher told him that his iq was like room temperature and he didn't realize that was not a compliment so he started adding oh. that shit to his i mean it was funny at first but it very much got old but yeah he was 
is an asshole. And I, I don't want to edify somebody like that. If I'm sitting there feeling uncomfortable in your board plan, why in the hell would I bring somebody else to be uncomfortable here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You, you know, this whole to toxic uh, positivity thing, our upline got divorced in the middle of our first year. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and it was, it, and he disappeared. James just disappeared. We got up in the middle of a board plan and said, I got to take this call. And he was gone. We yeah. never heard from that's him like, ever again. So he was like your worldwide dad going and getting milk and never coming back. Yeah, <laughs> it was, <literally>. was devastating. <laughs> Going to get access. That's sad. <laughs> right, right. But that's the toxic positivity of it. Never came back. They never really talk about that stuff because, again, they're so positive that we don't talk about the negative shit. But what's funny is you hear it down the rumor line. I remember there's this other couple that is, they were, I think, rubies of um, Taylor, the club owner. They, the husband had cheated on his wife and they oh. had to go to like rest or what is it called? Restoration Ranch or whatever. Or is that the Dr. Phil Ranch? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Restoration Ranch. Ranch. Mr. T. Was that, is that the one? Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Yeah. T, yeah. But they had to talk to him, right? They had to talk to him. And it was it was something that they didn't talk about. They just said that Taylor and his wife took over their business for a while. But everybody knew why. Mm -hmm. the, the, the rumors went around and my upline were very gossipy. So they told us what it was. So Ugh. like we know. They just, they want to pretend that we are so naive, but we're not stupid. They're yeah, people, exactly. who, people who show up at board planes and they talk. I remember this one other lady, she was a single mom, had like three jobs and she really motivated me, but she disappeared and no one wanted to tell me why the hell she was gone, but it's because mm -hmm. they got divorced. Like, why can't they be open? 4% divorce rate, my ass. Yeah, exactly. See, this is why it feels culty. Is It's like, you hear about Scientology and you hear about like these people that randomly disappear and nobody questions it. <laughs> It's like, yeah. oh, they got right. murdered. Yeah, it's like we started whispering about where where James went, yeah. and then and then it's like, well, we whispered for two board plans, and then a Kate came out saying, yeah, if anyone has any questions, I'm more than happy to talk about it. You know, nothing's nothing's out of bounds. You know, it's like I'm willing to explain everything away, and it's yeah. like nothing ever happened because we wouldn't dare spread negativity downline, right? So it's like. Even if we she were to ask, like, what it would, happened? It would be so taboo to even ask yeah. that saying, I'm willing to talk about it, doesn't warrant any hard questions because yeah. the, the precept of, well, can't pass negativity downline, you can't yeah. ask tough questions, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Well, I, and then it's like, well, I could talk about it. I'm willing to talk about it, but nobody wants to. It's like, because nobody would dare because then it would yeah. break the rules, right? Yeah. So. Exactly, exactly. You can and get away with whatever you want. Anything can happen. You can say, I'm a, I'm an open book because you know they're not going to ask. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or if they do ask, you have to shame them into not asking you that question. Yeah, that's right. oh, that, it's that's actually exactly too premature. What that's how you this is too early in the process. Um, we'll actually discuss this later on in the process. This is actually a really premature question, et cetera. Yeah, um, there's absolutely. a million ways to, to yeah. deflect it, right? But even with this right. uh, toxic positivity, I remember there was one time, I, I remember because I was pregnant, we were driving to the pool and I said to Fisher, I was like, I've just learned how to keep my mouth shut. It's basically like the, how this conversation went. I was like, I've just learned just not to confront people. Don't like, say don't say anything. Because I, I am naturally very mm -hmm. confrontational and I, I always like, you know, addressing <laughs> conflict because I feel like it's best yeah. to just in the moment to address what's going sure. on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was but... like, I've just learned how to keep my mouth shut. And Fisher's like, why? And That's I was not like, right. you're not supposed to do that. And you're I was like, tell me. 
because I make the decisions and I need to know everything before right. I make the right call. So you should tell me that. But I was like, no, I just keep my mouth shut now. And I was that like, sucks. I don't know how to, which is, I don't know it's what, what she's taught to do. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I was taught to listen to her. So yeah. like, they, like, what hills do you want to die on? Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. Yeah. conflict from what they were teaching came up. Yeah. Right, and, right. Wow. This has been a lot. And I'm actually yeah. surprised at like, we, I feel like every time we talk about worldwide, I, I forget what time <laughs> I always get so lost, but I, I really am so grateful that you guys came on here and were able to really touch on the subject because you guys get it. You guys were around mm -hmm. for a long time. You both went through so much mm -hmm. and really yeah. had to die. You know, you had to digest it, but you had to move on afterwards. You had to like, what do you, what do they call it? Molting? You had to molt that skin off yes. of you, right? Yeah. And you I'm had to become your actual selves. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if there's any, is there anything else you guys just want to add really fast uh anybody's listening to this that is prospecting or anything which is the people that we really fisher and myself wanted help out the most um just just really listen and really watch out for these things really watch out for the toxic positivity yeah. really watch out for the nitpick if your gut yeah. tells you something is wrong ask about it yeah. try to follow up yeah. on inconsistencies yeah. or or, Look it up or idiosyncrasies too. that you notice yeah. always question that you try to see if they're if they're not genuine or if they go back on what they say if they change what they say or anything yeah. if, yeah. if anything, anything is unstable pull on those yeah. threads to see if they're yeah. legit because yeah. chances are they're not and it's you'll, so you'll pull yourself out of it before you even get started and that's exactly that's the biggest red flags for us is um unnatural positivity is a big thing to yeah. be aware of, especially when it comes to recruiting and going to meetings and stuff like you you understand guests aren't going to understand this positivity yeah. but if you end up in an area with people in these fold-out chairs and they are grossly positive <laughs> <laughs> that's worldwide get the hell out of there yeah. because uh, like yeah. you Tough said questions. last time yeah. you could lose your you could lose your 20s to this and if you're already out of your 20s you could lose whatever decade you're in exactly. and it will suck yeah, yeah. To rebuild after that, that. that's our well, biggest thank you guys yeah absolutely anytime man great we love talking to you guys i can't <laughs> i can't stress that enough our audience again we've had people reach out because of you guys too so you guys are making a difference and we are so grateful that you guys pitch our podcast so many people like we're oh, so yeah. grateful for you guys yeah, yeah. Exactly. if anybody has any questions they can you know yeah. you guys have our email if you want to refer anyone to us we can we're more than happy to talk Wait, to anybody my... can we plug our instagram <laughs> you guys yeah, can plug your instagram it. that's fine i think i'm hope dot k-r-a-a-l that's it <laughs> so follow them on instagram nice. they're fantastic just don't so, go yeah, creeping on them specifically for upline purposes either because I'm we will super, catch you. Yeah. <laughs> i'm okay, super man. private on social media just because i have a kid so my, my right, social right. media she'll vet you private but i'm yeah. not hit me up <laughs> i'll talk to you we guys about anything yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah. Well, Corey, do you have any last thoughts? My honestly, I'm just it's a lot to take in for me because obviously I'm not I haven't been through it. So like listening to your guys' stories is just like blows my mind every single time. Even That's still, tough. like even though I've heard so many, like I've heard Danny's stories, I've heard Jess's stories, and I've heard your guys's, and then I'm still hearing about your guys's and I'm still learning about like Danny's too. It's just like every single time 
time, it just blows my mind. So like, I know like I'm quiet sometimes, but I'm just, it's a lot to process. You're processing it all. Right, right. (laughs) Family and and people that we send these to, they're just- No one can believe what we're a part of. It's like the amount of time you sat them down and explained in detail, they're 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 blown away every time. Yeah, they don't know that it actually happens here. You you just believe these people are are your God. You believe people, these people are your God. And and there's no way to explain yourself around that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's why I really appreciate these stories and why we love sharing them is because one, our stories are important. We have a right to speak them. You guys have a right to be heard. And two, we want to make sure other people are aware of what they're getting into. Make sure that you understand these people that you're getting in contact with. Somebody approaches you, proceed with caution. If that's something you want to get involved in, if you're into that, go for it. I'm not here to tell you Uh don't do it, but I'm here to tell you to be cautious because if you don't want that life, this is what to look out for and don't do it. So again, yeah, there's a big difference between Amway and Worldwide. Like, there's Huge a big difference. difference. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to be an Amway dis- distributor and you want to build your well, business sure. that way, feel free. It could work. Worldwide is the thing yeah. to be dangerous. Yeah. Like that, that is the call. Yeah. Worldwide LTD are just two of them, but Brit worldwide, yeah. Brit worldwide is one of the other really dangerous ones. Don't love Brit worldwide LTD again. Oh like yeah. Yeah. Said, yeah. Yeah, we but had that's someone built, reach built out Brit. to us. Yeah. yeah, we had somebody reach out to us from Brit Worldwide, actually, which no, I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I've never so spoken to somebody yeah. from Brit Worldwide. So that was a wild ride, man. That was I, like, yeah. that's the guy who inspired the creators of Worldwide or the founder, whatever yeah. you want to say. Right. Yeah. Like that is yeah. ancient, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's yeah. a story for a different day. <laughs> Yeah, but well, anyways, till next time, yeah. Till next time. Till we next would, time. We, no, you we guys would always are the love best. to talk to you guys. This is always fun for us. So we are down whenever. So thank you guys so much. Um, you can find us on Instagram at X's and T underscore podcast, as well as TikTok. We're still on there. I know TikTok's kind of a issue right now. So we'll be there until we're not. Um, <laughs> otherwise, we will see you on the flip side. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.